0: You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain, and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. We love fitness apps, keeping track of our health, connecting with other people who can help motivate us. But what if you found out that your favorite app was secretly betraying you and you had no idea?
1: A crazy thing happened to me the other day. Someone brought something to me that was... (laughs) Really scary.
0: Jack Reesider, the man behind the hit podcast Darknet Diaries, knows a thing or two about keeping secrets online.
1: I am a big digital privacy advocate. I practice it all the time. I'm really trying to keep my Online life, totally separate from my personal life.
0: But recently, Jack woke up to some scary news. A fitness tracker app that he didn't even know he was signed up for had basically doxxed him. He only found out because someone else reached out to him to let him know.
1: They're like, okay, Jack, I think I found something big. I think I know what town you live in. I'm pretty sure I know what you do every Tuesday morning and where you're going to be and I think I know which house is yours. And I was like, wow, that is a really big finding.
0: It turns out that fitness apps are kind of a privacy nightmare. In this video, we explore how they leak all kinds of information about us and how this can actually put us in danger. We talk about malicious actors that scrape data from these apps to target people's location. We look at their hidden settings that you might not realize are turned on. And we also dive into what you can do to protect yourself. By the end of this video, you might be rethinking your next workout post. To start us off, we're going to look at one of the more popular apps, Strava.
1: Strava is a fitness tracking app. The app here, it tracks like where you are and what you're doing.
0: Strava is often touted as the Facebook for athletes, gaining traction amongst fitness enthusiasts worldwide. It logs runs, bike rides, offers detailed insights into pace, distance, elevation. The app integrates with many popular smartwatches that can monitor all kinds of biometrics like heart rate, sleep patterns, and even oxygen saturation levels for those who train at varying altitudes or use it to monitor their health more closely. But what really sets Strava apart is its social aspect.
1: So this isn't just a fitness tracker, it's an entire social media network. This app wants you so badly to connect with other people, share your run, cheer on people, comment on runs, find friends, challenge each other, That is a social media network. That is not a fitness tracker anymore.
0: Sitting at the intersection of fitness and social media creates a perfect storm. It feels good to share your fitness achievements, but all the while you're unknowingly also leaking really sensitive information.
1: Let's look at someone else's public profile. You can see where in the world they did their run today. Somewhere in France, you can see the town, the city, you can see like photos they took on their their ride. There's 121,000 people following this guy.
0: It's one thing if you're a fitness influencer and are deliberately sharing your information with the world, but what if you were sharing all your data without even realizing it? That's exactly what happened to Jack.
1: Yes, I'm a runner. I run every day. And yes, every Tuesday I'm in a running club and I'm always there and I'm always going in the same spot.
0: Years ago, he decided to try out the Strava app. He downloaded it and connected it to his smartwatch.
1: I put it on my phone and I didn't like it because I thought there was just too much sharing going on. So I just closed it on my phone and I didn't open it for two years.
0: But he kept going on his runs.
1: And then one day I looked at it again and I realized it was recording every single run I have ever done for two years. And I was like, how are you doing this? And I think what was going on is anytime I tell my watch, hey, we're going on a run, it would tell Strava, hey, we're going on a run, you should record this and Strava would do it. So I didn't even know Strava was recording my stuff.
0: But it wasn't just recording the runs, it was sharing everything publicly.
1: So by default, everything is public. It's sharing tons and tons of stuff. It shares your routes publicly with everyone in the world and you have to turn it off if you don't want this.
0: So everyone who downloads this app and begins using it will automatically start broadcasting their data for anyone to see, unless they know to go specifically change their settings first.
1: And this is one of the things I really hate is public by default. It really should be private by default. And that just drives me nuts.
0: Because this is sensitive data. Many of your runs are probably starting and stopping outside your home. So your route probably reveals your home address. It also reveals your habits. Why on earth would Strava think that it's okay to just automatically share this stuff? In Jack's case, this is how people were able to find his home address and weekly routine. But I imagine that with 95 million registered users on Strava, he's probably not the only one who's been caught out by this.
1: Millions of Runners and bicyclers are sharing their data publicly.
0: It doesn't take much imagination to think of ways that this kind of location sharing could put someone in real danger.
1: Just this week, there was a woman on trial for murdering a cyclist. And the prosecutors are saying she used Strava to track down the person she murdered. Then there was a Russian submarine captain who was shot dead during his usual morning jog.
0: His route, the same 6.4 kilometer run he took every day, was being shared publicly on Strava. According to the telegram channel Barza, largely thanks to this, it would not have been difficult for the killer to choose a convenient point for his reprisal. Then there's the infamous heat map that Strava first launched in 2017, which aggregates all the run data that they collect into a public map that reveals some of the most visited areas.
1: If you go to strava.com slash you can see exactly where people are running.
0: High population areas like big cities are brightly lit up. And then if you start to look closely, you can see faint lights in more remote areas. But actually, this heat map revealed far more than was originally intended, because it turns out that one group of people that really likes to work out and can often be found in remote areas is soldiers.
1: What this resulted in is the exposure of where U.S. military bases are. There are like some secret bases it was like, oh, well, now we know if you're running in the forest in the faraway land or something, <laughs> probably some military activity
0: there. Soldiers from countries all over the world, not just U.S. soldiers, were unknowingly uploading their locations to Strava's public map. Wow, governments were not happy.
1: The Pentagon decided, well screw that, we're banning all GPS trackers from all military bases.
0: It's not gonna help all the military base locations that were already leaked though. As former special assistant to Obama, Ned Price said, Capable adversaries have almost certainly harvested this data for years. Strava wanted to release their heat map as a kind of brag of look how many people use our app, but there are unintended consequences to this data collection and sharing that they didn't fully consider. It's not just military bases that would potentially put in danger. One study found that Strava's heat map can also reveal the home addresses of specific users, especially if they were very active and among the few users in a particular Area. For an average user, there was a 37.5% chance that their home could be identified. So, Strava's heat map is bad for privacy, but their tool called Segments is even worse. Segments allows any user to set up a map-based physical challenge. So you could set up a five-mile run around a particular lake, and any Strava user could participate in the run, and would then get added to a public leaderboard to show who was fastest. A huge privacy hole is that even if you've set your general profile visibility to private, if you participate in one of these challenges, Strava by default will still add your name and profile to these leaderboards, revealing who you are and which runs you're doing. This feature has actively been used as a honeypot to scrape user data. For example, malicious actors set up segments in certain areas like near military bases, seeded the challenges with fake run data to start off the leaderboard, and then collected the names of all the people who participated. This enabled them to identify personnel and soldiers from these military bases and from there find out even more personal details about them like family members, home address, colleagues and travel history. Maybe these military forces should have had better OPSEC but it all goes to show you how little most of us are thinking about the consequences of this data sharing. Now here's perhaps the creepiest feature of all on Strava.
1: Now I want to show you the worst of it. There's this tweet that I saw from a guy named Andrew and he's like, I was out running this morning and I ran past by someone And when I got home, Strava was like, hey, do you wanna tag them in your run? And apparently this other runner also had Strava. And just by running past him, Strava connected the two and he was able to click on her profile and see where she started and where she stopped. And that gave him a pretty good idea of where she lived.
0: It's called the flyby option, where Strava will send you someone's profile and encourage you to connect with them in the app if you happen to pass each other during your run. But the thing is, this lady had thought her profile was on private. It turns out that the flyby option is an entirely different privacy setting. So even if you set your profile to private, Strava will still send random passes by your name, photo and address.
1: Imagine just running by someone and then be like, oh, I can totally follow you home.
0: Yeah, that's not a great tool for stalkers at all. (laughs) Strava had this flyby feature turned on by default for every user.
1: And then after this news hit, it was turned off by default. But still, it's a feature within Strava that you could just run by someone and start like following them, they're your new friend.
0: I can definitely see how all these features can be cool and useful, and more data sharing can lead to increased user engagement and more users, which they obviously want as a company.
1: They're so bent on getting people to friend each other and follow each other. But
0: it also seems like a cavalier approach to handling sensitive user information. In their rush to gain users, many companies overlook the inherent risks of their actions. But this is the current state of fitness strategy. with the majority of them prioritizing growth over the privacy and security of their users. By making data sharing settings public by default, companies push the responsibility for protecting privacy onto their users. Now I'm a big advocate for individual responsibility, I want everyone to be empowered and look out for their own privacy. But public by default is problematic in this case for a couple of reasons. First, it's not okay for a company to automatically expose the sensitive data of millions of people, they should get explicit user consent first. Second, they should clearly explain the risks of these settings, and that's not something I think Strava has done. Instead, they've segmented privacy across all kinds of different toggles, so when a user sets their profile to private, they don't realize that this doesn't stop data sharing for all kinds of other features. This is irresponsible behavior. And actually Google was sued for doing a similar thing when it came to location tracking. Users believed that they had disabled it, unaware that multiple other settings also needed to be adjusted. In general, it's really difficult for users to understand what kinds of data sharing actually goes on with Strava.
1: This is the problem of like, you know, certain user interfaces it's hard to see what data is being shared with other apps and how things are moving around there. It's it... It's incredibly difficult and it's very frustrating to me to not get a good grip on that. I'm a big privacy advocate, so you'd think that I would be tuned in and focused on this sort of thing, but it just totally, it missed me.
0: If even the privacy experts can't navigate this world and are getting burnt, what hope is there for everyone else? Now Strava is the app that we've focused on in this video, but basically all these fitness tracking apps are treating our data in a similar way.
1: I've looked around and all of them are doing this. It's not just Strava but just like anyone who's just collecting GPS data from your fitness tracker. They're collecting it, they're sharing it, they're storing it, they're selling it, they're doing everything that they shouldn't be doing with it.
0: But people aren't going to stop using these tools. They're helpful. They keep track of our exercise and improve performance.
1: This is one of those health apps. It's to help me be more fit and more Healthy, and here I got burned so bad with it. You prioritize your health over your privacy and then your privacy gets ruined from it. It's just
0: awful. But we don't have to settle for this. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to have a fitness tracker that also respects our privacy or uses our data responsibly, but we have to fight for it.
1: I think it's just important to be that empowered self-advocate.
0: We can do this in multiple ways. First, we need to make sure that we really understand what we're signing up for with the tech that we're using, so that we can make more informed decisions, understanding things like...
1: What data am I generating on myself and who's getting it? At least being mindful of, okay, I'm okay if all this gets shared to the world, because it probably will at some point. If it's not this company doing it, another company that has it might get breached and... Now your data's out there, and it's too late to bring it back at that point."
0: Next, we need to start pushing back against companies who are reckless with user data or misuse it. Strava changed the flyby option to off by default after they were called out publicly, and the more often we push back against practices that we don't like, the more chance companies will change these practices. Right now, people aren't really speaking up about privacy, and so they aren't really fitness trackers that offer all the bells and whistles we want while also prioritizing privacy.
1: There's no company out there that's like storing it but in a way that they can't see it or using end-to-end encryption or letting you store it and they're not even able to see it. Like there's just no GPS fitness tracker that's doing that today.
0: In upcoming videos in this fitness tracker series, we're gonna test out some of the best privacy focused fitness trackers and watches on the market right now. So the you can see if they'd be a better option for your life. Which leads us to the next thing that we can do to fight for change. Start supporting these products that better align with our values.
1: Vote with your dollars, right? So buy the stuff that resonates more with you and your ethos of the world, right? If you like privacy things, go buy that stuff because that's gonna support those companies as companies are gonna get bigger. Other companies, bigger companies are gonna be like, wow, it looks like there's a big demand for privacy rich things, let's do that. And that's where these things get sprung out of is is just consumer demand.
0: And finally, we need to change the conversation around privacy and get people to actually start to care.
1: I think that we are kind of addicted to let's just have cool stuff and put privacy second or third on the list.
0: But we can still have cool things without normalizing data collection. We can love the latest gadgets, we can wear smart devices, we can want to benefit from all the awesome technology available to us without being okay with constant harvesting of our personal information. We can hold companies to higher standards and remind them that.
1: With great power comes great responsibility.
0: If they're going to collect all of our data, it's time that we start holding them accountable when they don't protect that data or are reckless with how they use it. We need to start telling companies that privacy is important, and maybe they'll start to listen.
1: I think that. Some generation in the future is going to wake up and be like, what have you done? We are no longer buying any of this stuff. We are going to very much take our security seriously. And that is going to flip the the script on everything.
0: The privacy battle can seem hopeless sometimes but we can absolutely write a better future starting now. NBTV is funded by community donations. If you'd like to support our free educational content, please visit nbtv.media support and take a look at our book Beginner's Introduction to Privacy that also supports our channel. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and leave us a comment below if you have a favorite fitness tracker that also protects privacy. Thank you so much for watching through till the end. Okay, if you're still there right now, just log into your fitness tracking app. Just check your settings. Are you sharing everything publicly by default? What permissions do you have turned on? Just take two minutes right now, revisit those settings, and just make sure you're okay with them. Good job. You've just taken your data sharing choices into your own hands. Feels good.